Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into Full Slate, a podcast by degenerates for degenerates. As my name is Greg Frank, you can find me on gambling Twitter at undercover Greg. Shoot the podcast to follow at full underscore slate underscore pod, and follow our buddy Alex Uplinger at Alex underscore up seven. As it is a Friday afternoon now, early afternoon on the East Coast. As uh, we wanted to just hop on with some lunch hour. MLB picks as uh, we'll just give you a, a quick four pack here to get you in and get you out and hopefully get your get your weekend started on the right foot and I do want to start not going to waste any time here as I want to start at the friendly confines with the matinee a game that does start in a couple hours at Wrigley Field uh, and I am going to take the Chicago Cubs as a home underdog hosting the Los Angeles Dodgers I got the Cubs at plus 139 and yes, on paper, it does look like a little bit of a starting pitching mismatch for Los Angeles as they send Julio Urias to the bump against Drew Smiley in a battle of left-handers. But I think also let's remember that some of these teams, uh, the Dodgers are one of them, uh, and we'll get to Houston a little bit later on, teams that are expected to be contenders, expected to have a chance to win the World Series, when they don't start hot right away, there can be some good value from a gambling standpoint in fading them. And, you know, uh, I I mentioned Houston kind of just hovering around 500. Right now the Dodgers are 500. The Phillies are under 500. And so what happens is you see these teams get priced as, you know, contenders, and there's a little bit of blind faith from the betting markets that they will, uh, you know, return to form. And it's a long season. And that might not happen for some of these teams until May or June. And, um, you know, uh, gosh, I know Alex's team, the Nats, the year they won the World Series in 2019, started 19-31. and 31. So that is my way of saying that a team like the Dodgers uh, and some of these other teams that are around 500 that were, you know, high up in the World Series futures market to begin the season are potentially can be good fades in the beginning of April. And so, when it comes to this Dodgers team right now, they're down some guys in their lineup. Mookie Betts, Miguel Rojas, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, all for various reasons. Uh, So, while there is a starting pitching advantage for the Dodgers, uh, I think that that's maybe nullified a bit by the fact that their lineup is down some key cogs, might not be able to give Julio Urias enough run support. And then when you start thinking about maybe the later innings in this game, the bullpen ERA, I think you have to look at bullpens when handicapping baseball nowadays because it is so reliever heavy. You know, A lot of teams will just be happy if their starter can get through five, maybe six, and they're going to load up the bullpen with high leverage arms that can get them through those late innings. And so I think bullpens are really an important part of handicapping baseball on a day-to-day basis, and the Los Angeles bullpen has struggled. A 4-5-5 bullpen ERA for the Dodgers, that's to a 3-8-8 Chicago Cub bullpen ERA, so the Cubs about a run lower than the Dodgers in bullpen ERA, and when we talk, you know, talk a little bit more about the Cubs now, 
And I'm not surprised to see Chicago off to a good start. I think part of the reason that makes the National League so much more intriguing to watch from a uh, season-long, you know, regular season standpoint is the fact that you had the Phillies and the Padres last year in the National League Championship Series, and those were the last two teams in the National League playoffs. So there's a wide-open element to the National League, and... The Cubs were one of those teams that were kind of on the precipice, right? I don't think anybody looked at the Cubs coming into the year and said, well, they're a contender. But I don't think we looked at the Cubs either and said, well, they're going to suck. And so I think when you see a team like the Cubs get off to a good start, 11-7 and with a plus 35 run differential, that's kind of the opposite of what I was talking about with the Dodgers where it's a World Series contender that maybe doesn't look like a World Series contender and is hovering around 500 and yet they're still priced like a World Series contender. The Cubs, on the other hand, are a team that I think, listen, you don't sign Dansby Swanson and Cody Bellinger to a one-year deal. Uh, Swanson got more than one year, but uh, you don't make those moves if you don't think that you can start to turn a corner a little bit. And let's remember that the Cubs, coming into the year, uh, you know, they're a few years removed now from, you know, peeling back the layers of the World Series team and all those guys are gone and 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 they've spent a good portion of uh, you know the last few seasons turning things over and uh, doing a little bit of a rebuild and now I think they kind of feel like they're in the, on the north side of Chicago that they're ready to come out of that and start winning more games and the early indications are just that uh, that you know, this is a team that can score some runs. First and foremost, 101 runs scored coming into this game. That's third in the National League. So, uh, you know, I expect them to be able to score in the late innings on a Dodger bullpen. As I said, the Dodgers down some guys in their lineup. The Cubs, from a gambling standpoint as well. Again, these are teams that I like betting on in baseball early in the season because you kind of looked at them as I said coming in the year and said, hey, you know, there might be a path here for the Cubs to be quasi-competitive. Maybe we look up at the trade deadline and say, oh, I could see the Cubs maybe trying to go for one of those wild cards. So at the beginning of the season, though, they haven't yet proved that. So they're maybe a little undervalued in the gambling market. And so the most juice that you would have had to lay, this is per covers, uh, outside of the Oakland series that the Cubs just swept the A's, the most juice you would have had to lay to back the Chicago Cubs on the money line was minus 126. And they swept Oakland. So even though those were some juicier lines, uh, you know, th they aren't counting against the Cubs in terms of their, you know, plus or minus units one lost for the year. Obviously, it's helping their, their cause still. So um, I, I, all of that is my way of saying the Cubs have been a very profitable team early in the season, and I'm going to back them here at a plus price. I got them at plus 137. I mentioned we're going to get to the Houston Astros. Let's go there next as it's a 2021 World Series rematch in H-Town tonight as the Astros host the Atlanta Braves. And I think this is interesting because you have the Astros um, – and Braves both sending out young young guns to the mound in Hunter Brown for Houston and Bryce Elder for Atlanta. And both of these teams are known for their ability to their notorious ability to develop pitchers. And um, you know Brown was a you know, a guy that got a cup of coffee in the big leagues last year. How about a zero point eight nine ERA in twenty and a third regular season innings, and also pitched three and two thirds innings scoreless in the playoffs, uh, and. He was a key reason why I think Houston was comfortable letting Justin Verlander walk because they knew that they could stretch Hunter Brown out more in 2023 and give him some more innings. And so far, he's obviously delivered with a 1.93 earned run average so far this season. 
Uh, both lineups down some regulars, uh, although I think uh, it's maybe less of a problem for Houston because Houston has been playing without Michael Brantley, without Jose Altuve for the entire season. Michael Harris uh, just hit the uh, is just out recently for the Braves, and um, Bryce Elder's numbers in a small major league sampling are good but not as good as Browns at uh, 2.76 ERA so far this season. Uh, and the advanced metrics aren't as impressive as that ERA would suggest. So perhaps a little bit of a good fortune here for Bryce Elder as well. Not that he isn't a good pitcher, not that he won't be able to continue to uh, be a mainstay in the Atlanta rotation. But again, now when we look at tonight's game, it really just came down to a pricing you know, advantage, I think, in terms of what the lines are versus what some of those numbers are. And I think there is a little bit of a pitching edge for Brown, and I, I think in the first five innings market, that's maybe not reflected, Why? which is why I think Houston is worth a play. I got the Astros at minus $1.10 on the first five innings money line. The Atlanta bullpen has been better than the Houston bullpen early on this season. Obviously, small sampling, but I think uh, Hunter Brown has been, there's enough of a margin of, uh, you know, more positive success for Brown than Elder to where I think Houston on the first five money line at minus $1.10 is an investment I will make. Let's stay in the American League and go to the AL East where we have the New York Yankees and Toronto Blue Jays squaring off in the Bronx and the Yankees have been the opposite of you know some of these teams that are kind of Still finding their way a bit that we're contenders, Dodgers and Astros, a uh, couple that we mentioned there. But the Yankees, 12-7 and seven on the year, uh, a plus-29 run differential, uh, perhaps a little bit in the Rays' shadow in that American League East with how good Tampa has been uh, in the month of April. Uh, the Yankees are 5-0-1 in series so far in 2023. So if you think that's going to continue, then again, you're not paying a huge price uh, to back the Yankees tonight as uh, you can get them on the full game money line in the minus 125, minus 130 area, it looks like, at a lot of shops. But I'm going to go to the first five innings market again here and back the Yankees on that line as we have uh, Yushi Kikuchi, I probably butchered that name, pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays against Domingo Herman for the Yankees. And, uh, you know, if you've been following baseball on a more, you know, day-to-day minute basis, you probably are aware of some of the stuff that's happened with Domingo Herman not getting ejected in his last start against Minnesota with some sketchy foreign substance stuff going on there. And, of course, the other team in New York, uh, Max Scherzer just saw, uh, the Mets just saw Max Scherzer get ejected in uh, Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers, and Scherzer has now been suspended 10 games. So, I don't know, I kind of think that in a sport like baseball that is so uh, maybe monotone, for lack of a better term, uh, and so uh, repetitive with some of that stuff, when you find a little bit of a motivational edge, um, and I think in Herman's case, I think he's going to be pretty fired up tonight just to get back out there amidst some of this stuff and, uh, you know, carve up the Blue Jays. He's been pitching really well. And so, you know, foreign substances or not, Domingo Herman, 3.55 FIP, which is pretty good. That's uh, fielding independent pitching for those unaware of the metric. Uh, it basically strips the, uh, you know, balls in play and just looks at the three true outcomes, strikeout, walk, and home run. It's a stat I like to look at for pitchers because it's kind of ERA minus the context of if do you have good fielders or do you not have good fielders. Uh, and so 
355 FIP is pretty good. 115 ERA plus. Uh, that's on the, uh, when you see those plus metrics, those are on the basis that 100 is league average. 115 ERA plus compared to his other full seasons in the big leagues, that would be his best ERA plus. Uh, then again, small sample size. It's still just April, but a good start for Domingo Herman and some more uh, rudimentary metrics. Uh, 12 strikeouts per nine innings to just three walks per nine innings for Domingo Herman. So I think we have a pitching advantage here that uh, is in somewhat indicative uh, in the pricing of the uh, gambling lines in the first five market, but not enough to where I would pass because I, I, I got the Yankees at minus 130 on the first five money line. And like I said, I mentioned liking Domingo Herman uh, given his start. Kikuchi has also been wildly erratic at times with a 9.2 walk 9 9.2% walk rate uh which is you know obviously not very good if you're giving a free base runner um, that frequently and he's also allowing almost two homers per nine innings and in the band box that is Yankee Stadium against this Yankee lineup that's not stuff you like he's also a left-handed pitcher so you would think that's good yeah that that would benefit you know, big right-handed hitters like Aaron Judge and uh, Giancarlo Stanton. So uh, I think the Yankees will be able to get to him early. Herman pitching well. I think a motivated Domingo Herman as well makes me like the Yankees on the first five money line as we roll on. And we're going to end in the American League West. We talked about the Astros. Now let's talk about likely their closest competition in the division, although the Texas Rangers have been off to a nice start. The Seattle Mariners, another one of those teams that, you know, contender that kind of is treading water a little bit. 8-11 and 11 so far are the Mariners in the American League West, and I'm going to back them tonight in what I think could be a little bit of a get-right spot at home against the St. Louis Cardinals as I'm getting the Mariners at minus $1.25 uh, George Kirby on the bump for Seattle, opposing Steven Matz. Primarily going to be a fade of Matz, who's got an ERA over six and a FIP that is still over five. So um, while that earned run average perhaps could come down a little bit for Matz, still a FIP that is indicative of a pitcher who is not very good. So uh, his whip also walks, hits per innings pitch. Says so about how many base runners you're giving up. 1.8. So that's almost two base runners per inning for Steven Matz. Constant traffic on the base pass. Um, and, you know, you look at George Kirby. This is a young pitcher that seems to be trending in the right direction for the M's. He was uh, three war last year. So, uh, you know, that kind of wins above replacement. Starts getting you to flirt with all-star level status. Uh, strikeout to walk ratio is good as he struck out nine per nine last year to just 1.5 walks per nine last year. And so far this year, you're seeing uh, the strikeouts are a little bit down, but the walks are also down, striking out six and a half hitters per nine innings while only walking half a hitter per nine innings. So that's really good stuff. Uh, that you like to see from George Kirby. Again, a younger pitcher seemingly ascending. And Steven Matz, uh, at this point, you know, it's it seems like a far cry now from his days as a uh, mainstay in that Mets rotation uh, that got to the World Series in 2015. Uh, he's bounced around a little bit and feels like just kind of a journeyman left-hander that will fill out rotations uh, towards, you know, the 4-5 area in the rotation. So I think the Mariners are a little bit cheap here with that pitching edge. Um, also, lastly, St. Louis has faced some pretty 
garbage pitching this week prior to tonight's game against Seattle where we've seen uh, the last start for Madison Bumgarner as a Arizona Diamondback as the Cardinals rocked him and then the Diamondbacks subsequently DFA'd Madison Bumgarner. So uh, they, they scored quite a few runs in that entire Diamondback series. They also got to see the Pirates, uh, who are off to a good start, but mostly due to their offense there in Pittsburgh. Uh, so the pitching hasn't been great for the Pirates either. So I think a little bit of a step up for the Cardinals' bats will uh, not treat them well in this game. So I like the Mariners uh, laying the price on the money line. So that's the Cubs as a home dog, the Ma- the Astros on the first five money line, the Yankees on the first five money line, and the Seattle Mariners on the full game money line for a little bit of a rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid Friday, rapid fire, same thing, rapid fire Friday four pack. Got to say that five times fast. I can't even say it one time slow. A rapid fire Friday four pack of picks for you here on Full Slate, a podcast by Degenerates for Degenerates. My name is Greg Frank at Undercover Greg on gambling Twitter at G underscore Frank six for the rest of my sports takes, food takes, movie takes, whatever's on my mind at Alex underscore up seven at full underscore slate underscore pod. The other accounts to follow. And uh, we'll probably do some NBA Stanley Cup playoffs at some point as we're kind of maybe some NFL draft next week. We're kind of and, and of course, we got three more golf majors to go as well. That'll take us through the summer. So uh, we'll, we'll mix it up as we go. But wanted to get some baseball in on the docket here on a Friday. This has been Full Slate, a podcast by Degenerates for Degenerates. Thank you all for tuning in. And of course, please play responsibly.